Let him hear it. Yes. <laughs> Listen. How you feel, Patty? Patty! Uh, oh, come on, James. <laughs> and with that being said, let's get healed. Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris Williams. And this week we are discussing healing through friendship. You ready for that, BHW? I think I'm ready. I don't. We're going we to kind of see how it goes. You know, I'm, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I don't know that much. I mean, I, I feel like both of us have a lot that we can talk about. I mean, yeah, <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> can both contribute to the conversation of friendship absolutely absolutely it's 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 an endless well when it comes to me i have i have a lot of thoughts on this topic uh, so yeah there's definitely some healing it's, it's doing most topics but yes <laughs> i don't i don't know if that was a compliment or shade i don't <laughs> it's however you would like to receive it oh it love, oh so. is that what that was of course an you option know. on how to receive i i, I appreciate that Okay. It's what I do. Is that what you do? I, it's one of the things I do. Okay. You was about to make that real complicated. <laughs> Giving is one of the things you do. Well, praise him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So what is it that you wanted to get into first? Anything specific? Mm-hmm. So it is Sunday, and like one of your favorite shows was on last night. <laughs> and so your girl Sizzle was on there singing. I don't know why you singer. keep trying to make SNL my show. No, no idea. <laughs> oh, just because you watched it and I don't. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm first strong. of all, let's be very clear. I rarely watch it. It's just unlike you, I'm not determined I'm never going to see it. I am into pop culture, so I do have to keep up on things. <laughs> uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'll give you that. Because, you, you know, I don't care who on there. You can't get me to watch it. Exactly. But did you see it? No. No. Oh, I, no. no. Uh, well, I clip. <laughs> in the weekend. In front of a choir. I was sitting there. Wait a minute. Now, look. I don't know whose idea it was to have her seen this man about cheating. <laughs> I mean, have her sing the song about cheating and the choir backing her up. I'm like, see, this goes to the topic of friendship. She ain't got no real ones in the corner telling her she should not have done that. I just don't get it. And then, you know, baby girl can barely hold a note. <laughs> just... you... And then I don't know what she had on. Like, oh. Okay, and in SZA's defense, you've never been here for SZA, so there, there, there are very few things she can do. <laughs> gonna... I like her music. 
I just don't like her singing it. She's one of those people where it's like everybody covers her songs better than she sings them. So, so you think that she just needs to start being a songwriter? Maybe. I mean, but she did say she's taking voice lessons, so. But she's taking voice lessons. Shouldn't something had shown on, on SNL? Well, she started like two weeks ago now, look. Wait, it, it, but but it was two weeks ago. Like, th- th- there's no progress in two weeks as far. <laughs> well, how often is she going to the voice lesson? How long is she there? Listen, all I all I wanted was what just happened. I just wanted to have you on the side where you had to defend her for a minute. <laughs> so that's all I wanted. Ciao. <laughs> good. I got you to defend her for a second. That's all I wanted. Good. I'm I mean, good. Now. <laughs> You came and stood in the corner for it real quick, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't go from worse to better in two weeks. Like. Well, no, I, I don't need for her to be, you know, like grand. I don't need for her to, you know, be hitting uh, Jennifer Hudson Fantasia and all that stuff. I'm just like. She ain't going to never get that booth. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is as far as it goes with you saying, you know. How it ties in with friendship because no one told her she shouldn't have done that. From what I've seen of her live performances, it seems as though no one ever tells her not to <laughs> make a lot of the choices she ends up making. <laughs> you are so petty. <laughs> You're so amazingly petty. over you right now anyway <laughs> moving forward it's what you won't do <laughs> but no um as i've said in past episodes i have ended up finding out that there are songs by her that i like but i've i've yet to be impressed by anything she does live <laughs> can you can you come back and join us please <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 but yes hopefully mm-hmm. we will enjoy her next project <laughs> i'm not gonna be as, i'm still gonna be harsh to her but i'm, I'm gonna give the next project a a try okay <laughs> that's a that's a whole lot um okay so, so in in sticking with snl this is a, a great segue um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the very first black woman comic in history to be, excuse me, to be the host of Saturday Night Live, and that was Tiffany Haddish. Now, we have talked about Tiffany a great deal since the premiere of the Healing Space podcast, and for those who have listened to every episode, you know that Brandon lives for her. He absolutely loves her. I <laughs> I love her as well, but I have been critical. I mean, well, both of us, I guess, you know, you, you can say we've been very honest when it comes to uh, the acting. Um, but yeah, I've been a little bit more critical when it comes to her acting. Doesn't take away from the fact that I love her. Like, as a person, I think that she's absolutely amazing. I think she has an amazing story. To be completely honest, I've been thinking of buying The Last Black Unicorn. Um, because I think it will be a great read, you know? Uh, but yeah, so she was on The View this week, and when she came out on The View, 
her energy, like literally, she walked onto that stage and she ran up to hug Whoopi. And I'm looking at her the, the whole time and I'm like, she's like, I literally started smiling just out of nowhere. And I was like, her energy, her spirit is so genuine. And yes. you you can you can see her story. You feel me? Like uh-huh. you can see her joy because of what it is that she's been through and the fact that she's made it to the other side. And so it, it's so wonderful to see that because there there are so many people out here who are either in pain or have been through the valley and they're still not in a place where she is. And it makes me hurt for them because it's so difficult for a lot of people to get to happy. So when I see people like that who are genuinely in an authentically happy place and are comfortable in their skin, I'm like, that's reason to celebrate. That's amazing. It really, really is. So like I've ended up posting on Facebook about how she makes my heart smile. And it started making me think about authentic friendships and how not only how we view people who are like Tiffany, uh, because, you know, in my last relationship, my ex was very much like that. Now, he hadn't made it to the place of happy like Tiffany, but outwardly, what people loved so much about him was that he seemed to be such a really genuinely happy person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he was very loud, very energetic, very friendly. Uh, the life of any party he was in, talked to everybody, was always willing to be helpful. Uh, and it's like people loved that. People loved that it never felt like he was covering up any part of himself. It was all out there, all out there. And society really loves that. Society really loves when you lay yourself bare for them. Uh, The thing that I've always found very interesting about society, though, is that society can take and take from people like that, but they don't often give, you know? Uh Um, So it's like lay yourself bare for all of us, but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get the same from us. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was how I thought that it was interesting when it comes to friendship, how some people want you to be your authentic self. But what I found is that if your authentic self often doesn't look like Tiffany Haddish, you know, if you're not somebody who's literally out there bare and you say absolutely anything that you care to say, uh, people don't see you as authentic. And I'm not sure if that's something that because, you know, from the personal conversations that you and I've had, you and I both in a way have not necessarily certain walls, but we don't give everything to everybody, you know. So I'm not sure if you've ever experienced that. Have you ever experienced any situations where in friendships people felt like you weren't being your authentic self when you were? Um, maybe not necessarily with friends, because I think by the time we became friends that they had already realized I was, like, I would say certain walls, but just certain, like, not as, as fully out there or as, as, I mean, of course, the closer I get to somebody, the more I'll open up. Right. But I, I think and by the point, though, that we became friends, it wasn't an issue like, oh, you won't let me in kind of a thing. It's because they already, they already knew at that point that I was more reserved, more kind of close off about certain things or in certain areas and not in a malicious or like I don't want you in but I'll let somebody else in type of way but just that that's how I kind of am right right so I'm more so coming to that 
more so deal with that at least when like meeting new people mm-hmm. they're kind of like oh you're very quiet or oh you don't really talk or oh well you know the whole like trying to get to know you and because some people for example at work some people tell you all their business the minute you meet them and i'm like whoa like i did not need to know that your parents <laughs> just got divorced because your mom cheated on your dad with your uncle and then your ex-husband is like sleeping with the neighbor and then you behind on your rent and like, you know like <laughs> not behind on your rent wow <laughs> and i'm just making up stuff but you know what i'm saying like some people were literally like bear their whole like life story out to you within like the first two or three days meeting you if not the first conversation right and i'm i'm like wow like wow yeah like, be friends for a long time i feel tell you into that but like, so I'm just like <laughs> I normally encounter it with then because I, I can't really contribute to that conversation because I'm not going to be able to go there with you if we're just meeting right so that's normally when I encounter it is when it when I'm talking to or meeting new people right that are as open as that it's so. it's interesting with me because I have had I don't know like like for me I guess when it comes to first meeting people it's always the complete opposite <clears throat> With mm-hmm. me, my my rising, to get a little into astrology, my rising is Libra. So when people first meet me, that's what they get, you know. Uh, they get Libra. Libras are very, very gregarious. They're very open. They're very, you know, very social. They can be very social. And so that's how I am when I first meet people. Uh now that's one on one. When I meet people one on one, I'm always very open. I'm very, you know, this is everything about me. Well, what about you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I become more Scorpio when I'm around a group of people I don't know. So if I'm around a group of people that I don't know, I go into my shell. Scorpios need to uh-huh. study groups. You know, uh, we need to get an idea of the space that we're in so we can make sure we're safe. So I kind of pull away when I'm in groups. And in instances like that, I've had people think, you know, the whole bougie thing, stuck up, all that stuff, just because I kind of stay to myself. But no one ever cares to have a conversation with me to find out the reason why I'm acting that way, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But when it's one-on-one, I'm very, you know, like, let's get to talk. Let's learn to know each other. We walk away knowing <laughs> knowing each other's history, like, straight up and down. Like I was telling you, uh, my friend Jabari, who I ended up meeting in the Bay Area for my birthday, we literally mm-hmm. sat and talked for nine hours straight the very first time we met each other. Nine hours. I love it. You it know? never be me, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, we were we were able to see that the other person was genuine, you know? Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's what I'm saying as far as it's it's interesting how people have preconceived notions about what authentic is supposed to be i have had friendships i have had one-offs where i've met people and you know it's like i I get that whole bougie thing all the time you know um i had somebody for the very first time call me pretentious this year like you know it's like I, i get these things from people the the way that they perceive that i am you know when it comes to the whole thing as far as being uh bougie you know me i've embraced it at this point i'm like whatever but i mean because you can't because it's you (laughs) so i'm like you know i if if i'm able to call people ratch or hood or things of that nature i can own bougie you know it's like okay that's all good but when i call people 
hood or rap or something like that. That's not my way of saying you're a horrible person. You know, you're a mean person. You're a bad person. But oftentimes when people have called me bougie or stuck up or all of that other stuff, they mean it in a hurtful way. You know, they mean it in a way as of, you know, I think I'm better and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, but in friendship, if you see each other, if you genuinely can see a person then beyond whatever those things are, if you're somebody who's bougie or if you're somebody who's hood, whatever you know, these words that we use for each other, if you can see beyond these things to the actual person, then you shouldn't assume that these are people who are attempting to hurt you or aren't being genuine. But that gets to the whole point of being, once again, like I said, to see each other, you know? Because if you get to a point where you can see one another, then it's no longer a situation of I'm in this friendship and the slightest thing you do is able to throw me off, is able to make me question you, you know? Because, I mean, you you and I can both admit, you know, we're, we're not the most trusting of people, you know? But even with that being said, we still leave room to be able to get to know people for who they are. So... It's like you can exist in this world and question certain things without completely making it seem like everybody who comes into your life is out to get you. And I find that to be the case a lot of times where it's like, unless you're somebody who's like Tiffany and people don't take her journey into consideration. She worked to get here, you know? So the person she is now, she's like, I'm going to let it all hang out because God has gotten me to the point where I'm making history on SNL. I'm releasing my first book. You can't tell me nothing. Like you always say, she's ready, you know? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. But I was trying to whatever. But yeah, so it's like, but when it comes to, but when it comes to other people, that may not necessarily be where they are. You know, mm-hmm. their their way of being authentic, their way of being genuine isn't necessarily going to look like that. And it's not fair that when you're well, I don't want to say that's not fair because it sounds like you're whining or complaining. It's unfortunate that when you look online and you see people showing themselves in a certain way, that that is what's considered authentic. We live in a society now where if you act a certain way or carry yourself a certain way, society sees you as, okay, that person is quote unquote real. But if you're someone who is a little bit more reserved, then you're considered to be disingenuous, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's problematic because I'm, I'm not really certain where that comes from. I've I well, like I was saying to you before we began to record, there are several celebrity Scorpios that I know who people consider them to be, you know, pretentious once again, you know, uh, stuck up. And it's all because these people aren't very open. But anyone who knows astrology and understands Scorpio knows that that's how we are. It's very rare that you're going to find a Scorpio who is like Diddy, you know, uh, Diddy has always seemed very rare to me. Because he's super gregarious. As a matter of fact, it's only in his later years where he's kind of pulled back and you don't know as much about him, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that. you don't get that a lot with my sign. You don't get Scorpios being like, listen, everything, bam, here you go. Now, the truth is, most people who know me, and if you get to know me, I'm transparent as hell. But I'm also one of those kind of people where I... 
whatever you ask me, I'm going to tell you. If we get into a really deep conversation, you'll learn a lot about me. But other than that, if you're not asking me questions, I'm not really giving you a whole lot. That's just not me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a genuine person. Coming up into a party and immediately having all the attention come to me and, you know, dancing and, you know, coming around to everybody and shaking hands and all that stuff, that that doesn't equal the only genuine person, you know? So in friendship, I feel like it's important for us to be able to respect where a person is and to be like, okay, so this is you in all of your genuine space. I'm listening to you. I'm hearing you. I'm understanding you. This is who you are. I don't need for you to act exactly like me for me to understand that you're being your genuine self. I don't have to think that you're being fake just because I have to ask you questions in order to get answers, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's something that has, that, that bothers me a lot in friendship is that there are a lot of assumptions that are made. There's, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of, we are going to learn each other. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that in this day and age, and this isn't necessarily even just a millennial thing, this goes across ages, people are doing so much work on themselves that they don't really know how to balance doing the work on them while also getting to know you. And to be honest, that goes beyond friendship. That can get into romantic relationships as well, you know? Um, we're doing so much work on us that we're not taking the time to be like, okay, well, let me also learn you properly as well because we're so inward and paying so much attention on us now mind you a lot of people if we're being if we're being real blunt a lot of people aren't doing the deep work (laughs) They're, they're not doing the deep healing work they're just you know on the surface inside in their minds constantly thinking analyzing over analyzing situations and that entire time they're not getting to know you they're not better understanding you they're not getting the reason why they don't get that you're genuine. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I use that as transition, if you're okay, into your situation that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Wait, throw me on the spot. No, I'm playing. <laughs> um, I just felt like it was a good segue. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, I can't share all the details because unlike your story, uh, for your birthday, it, it's, it's a lot easier to figure out who I was talking about if I share all of the details. Right. So, <laughs> I have a, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine. We um, we had a a, a big miscommunication, and it's because it was through text message. Mm-hmm. And um, so our schedules normally conflict with each other, so we normally don't get to talk on the phone necessarily as much or as kind of like or even in person to kind of clear the air or whatever kind of a thing right because this person works during the day and at the time i was working during the night um and so now our schedule is kind of conflict even more with my new schedule but anyway um so we kind of like texting because uh we both were at work or one of us was at work at the other time or whatever and so things just really got misunderstood and so there was like we tried to clarify things to text message, but we didn't really clarify it deep enough or things weren't still fully understood. And so it led to us both kind of acting impulsively mm-hmm. maybe, or more so like, but still like seeing each other's 
reactions to the text messages with not having the conversation yet. And so we finally, um, again, kind of, because we didn't talk for a few days. And so then we finally kind of hashed it out yet again through text messages, but this time it was a little bit more open and honest and kind of more laying it all out there. And so we kind of have made up in a sense, even though we're going to still finally have a conversation in person because we haven't been able to yet. But it's just one of those things where you're able to really read things incorrectly through text message, Mm -hmm. but also you should be able to know and understand your friend enough to know how to properly communicate with them. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where you kind of make assumptions based off of, I guess, what they say, but instead of knowing for who they are, if that makes any sense, then you should kind of know more so their true intent. Right. Or know more so their heart about a situation than than what they have said, if that makes any sense. Or to kind of, you should be able to know the, the, the truth behind the words, kind of. You should right. be able to kind of read between the lines and to get a fuller context if it's somebody that you're close to. Yeah, like you say, being able to read your friend and know your friend, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I um, I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, I know it was very vague, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I can really could give more than that, right? <laughs> and and with me knowing what it is, I know offline, I could understand the reason why it had to be as vague as it is, you know. Um, yes. but I just, I definitely respect you sharing it. But it, it definitely, and that's the reason why you know you know I told you that I thought it was a good segue. Because the truth is, when I was talking about the previous topic, I didn't realize I was going to end up speaking on things that would lead so perfectly into it. But that's what I'm talking about when I say the whole thing as far as, one, assumption, but two, communication and transparency, you know? Uh-huh. And that's the reason why I talk about it as much as I do, because it has led to a lot of romantic relationships ending for me as well as friendships because I am a huge proponent (laughs) of those things while other people are not so much. And so it, it leads to a lot of arguments because people can't, can't grasp another person's idea of proper communication. But that's once again, going to what I was saying to you as far as kind of getting out of our own heads which, as, as always, like I say, you know, this is I never I never speak from a place of judgment. I speak from a place of this is where I was. You know, I a lot of these things that I talk about when I say that there are ways past them is because I used to be there and I work past them. I am someone who overanalyzes a great deal still to this day, you know, and I have to pull myself back and be able to say, OK, no, let's think logically <laughs> get out of the, the water of Scorpio, you know go with your logic a little bit more to figure situations out. What did, what was this person really saying? Uh, where are they in their own feelings and emotions? And mm-hmm. how can you properly navigate a way of being able to explain to them that you get where they're coming from while also making it clear where you're coming from. And in, in true friendship that happens when both people can hear each other. But if one person has their hands to their sides speaking to you with, you know, love and understanding and the other person has both of their fists up guarding and ready to come at you. Nothing can come from that, you know, because you're, you're guarded and your idea the entire time is defense. You simply want to be able to defend yourself against whatever the person is going to say to you instead of putting your arms down and hearing them. So, 
that's how a lot of friendships can end. And that's why I'm happy that the two of you are in a place where you're looking to make things better. Because... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say kind of like what you're saying. It's like really that like, okay, if you kind of express yourself in the way or you say something and, and the other person gets defensive, then you automatically going to get defensive too. And then it completely goes away from whatever your initial comment or whatever the initial conversation was supposed to be because now it's two defensive people. And so that's how quickly things get turned into an argument. And so I know that both of us can be those types of people. Now, granted, we didn't necessarily argue, but we, we both are like, oh, you jumped? Okay, well, let me leave. Right. Like, okay, you had that to say. Let me, let me show you what I can say kind of a thing. So that's really not – that definitely doesn't solve things or it really doesn't help things in the moment. Because right. like you're saying, if one person kind of jumps, you should kind of like step down further to be like, okay, well, that's not what I meant. What I was trying to say was more so like this. And, I, and then you kind of even apologize. Like, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. But I just wanted – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it needs to clear the air then like immediately when you see that they're taking it – defensively or see that they took offense to that yeah you need to immediately check it then kind of a thing like bring it back down before it gets too far to where you're both in your feelings over nothing kind of right right but you you brought up some really good points and one of them was the whole thing of being able to apologize you know i mm-hmm. i've met people even this year <laughs> this year like it, it blows my mind with adults with children i understand but with adults it blows my mind people who have literally told me that they don't understand the whole idea of apologizing why is it that i need to apologize and i'm like really you pay bills like i you you know i didn't told you already i don't get adults that fight i don't get, i don't get adults who don't understand how to apologize like all these things are mind-blowing to me um but i'm like once you that one <laughs> once you pay bills to me there's a whole lot of things that need to you need to grow up so i'm like i don't really get the whole idea of of how is it that you don't apologize like i don't know i'm, I'm bothered by people who have issue issues with apologizing and i also i often take issue with people who get mad at you if you're attempting to quell a situation by apologizing just to kind of bring the fire down you know um mm-hmm. i have had situations with people where i apologize just to be able to get their tempers to come down and then we can talk about it a little bit more and get an understanding they say that's fake but my whole thing is is that had i not apologized you would still be at 100 when you never should have gone beyond 10 you know so i understand that you think that my apology isn't genuine but my thing is, is that I am sorry that we got to this point. I am. I can apologize without needing to concede that you're right. My thing is, is that I apologize that we got to this point. The both of us are better than this. Let's talk this out and get to a better place. My apology doesn't have to be, I apologize, you're correct. And there are people who are in such pain And constantly feel like they don't ever get to be right when it comes to anything. You know, their trauma has gotten them to the point where it feels like everyone's against me, you know. So I can't hear what it is you're saying right now. I'm not even going to attempt to hear what it is you're saying right now. I'm going to go ahead, make my assumptions, decide where you're going to be. Because the truth is, before you, I had five, six, seven other people who treated me exactly like this. So you're not going to be any different. When the truth is, you could be. You know, uh, exactly. people get into friendships and romantic relationships already deciding who you're going to be. 
You know, that's the reason why when I'm getting to know dudes these days, I do my best to kind of even leave the whole ex conversation out. Because it's like, why keep bringing up your exes? Get to The more you bring up your exes, the more you're pushing your past into your present. And you should be getting to know him or her for who they are in the moment. And we don't do that. We decide that we're going to lean on our past and then carry that luggage into the next relationship. And it doesn't work that way. And the same thing happens with friendship. You know, I, I'm very public with the fact that I've been through a lot when it comes to friendship. My trust issues are deep, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I go into the next friendship automatically saying to myself, you're going to attempt to F me over. That That's not going to lead to a good friendship, you know, and you know me, I'm always saying that I think the best conversations take place in person. But in the age that we live in now, there are lots of different ways to be able to communicate properly. Uh, I know I know from past experiences what text messages can do. Lord knows. <laughs> I have taken things the wrong way lots of times. People have taken my text messages the wrong way lots of times. And so it's it's a situation like I'm 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 here for what it was as you said. We we have to be able to meet one another in the middle and be able to say, "Okay, the way that I came at this may have not been the best way." You know, do, do you feel the same? And hopefully the other person can also be like, you know, well, yeah. Now, mind you, not these exact words. But yeah, you know, I didn't come at this the best way either. So let's figure out a way where we can quell this and where we can see each other and keep moving forward. Because why do we want to lose a friendship over miscommunication? You know, especially if we love one another. If we love one another, we're giving up a lot. <laughs> over miscommunication <laughs> you know no i do completely get that absolutely i, I i'm just gonna say i get it <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> excuse me that's all i'm gonna say is i get it i i hear you <laughs> yes i hear you yeah <laughs> oh goodness um lord i got so deep into that that okay i'm gonna test your memory for, for Forgive me, Misfits, but I have to ask Brandon something on the spot because I got so deep into that. Our topics oh. that, we, that we, were, we were supposed to be talking about, I don't remember anymore. It feels like everything is kind of melded together. Did we talk about um, believing uh, another friend's word over? We did not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I can't segue <laughs> properly into this because <laughs> we've been going in so much on these topics. Everything seems to be melding together. But yeah, so. I mean, well, it's all about friendships. So, right, right. It works, it works. So um, I wanted to get to that. I wanted to get to the topic of believing someone else's word over your friends. And when I say that, Misfits, what I'm saying is, let's say there's a third party and Brandon and I are friends. So Brandon and I are chill. We're all good. You know, our friendship is solid. And then we have a friend who, or maybe not even a friend. This could be somebody who I know only as an associate. Brandon only knows as an associate, but we both interact with this person. And they uh -huh. go to Brandon and they inform Brandon of something that I said. Brandon never comes to me. He makes a decision that based off of what this person has told him, he's going to take their word. And then he begins to treat me differently. Now, that's not saying that he brings the friendship to a complete halt, but there's a total change. There's a whole shift in our dynamic. And that happens. 
You know, that happens damn near on a daily basis. <laughs> it does. It does. And I, it's, it's very crazy. It is. Because to, to me, my question is, what, where was the foundation of your friendship? What, what, was there ever a solid foundation, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Because if it takes nothing for a person to come and sweep the legs of your friendship from under you and, and bring you, the two of you to tumbling, then where was it in the first place, you know? What, what, what were you guys, what was holding you up? Because exactly. it, it, if it takes just an outside party to bring the two of you to an end, it, it was clearly something of convenience. There was something that the two of you were providing that really made this a season and not a lifetime. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's kind of like, well, why is it that why did we even exist in the same space with one another if it took so very little to bring us to an end? You know? No, I completely get that. I'm just thinking, like, I'm trying to think I've ever gone through that. And so I kind of have. It was like, um, it was a few years ago. It was somebody I was getting close to, a friend. Like, it was a new friendship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was a new friendship. And so then one of our other mutual friends, somebody I was really close to and that she was kind of close to, had told her, had told the new friend that I was saying something about her or being fake or doing whatever. But uh, I didn't know. Right, and so my so my behavior didn't change, but the new friend kind of was like looking at me differently. But her behavior didn't change towards me, but she was kind of like analyzing and not realizing. And so, and she told me this later on. She talked to her boyfriend about it, and she was like, "Well, why is he saying he's if he was talking about me so bad? Why is he still hanging out with me? Blah blah blah, whatever." And so, her boyfriend was like, well, "Did you ask him about it? Like, does he even know? Like, right? Why would he treat you differently if he didn't, you know, do whatever?" And so then that's how it came up to me. I was like, "No, I never." said about you like i never had that conversation i didn't talk to her about you whatever it was, it was like this completely false kind of a thing right and so it's like it's it's crazy how now granted that was more a friend that that happened to me with like a friend lying instead of an associate right but i just think it's crazy how like something that can happen or you immediately now i, I can see in that instance how you would take a friend over somebody who's been like the word over one friend over the other kind of yeah yeah but somebody who's not even in the friendship or somebody who's like completely removed i don't see why you wouldn't just go to them to begin with now granted you see that in both circumstances but i can see if you would take the word of somebody who's known them a little bit longer or whatever kind of a thing mm -hmm. but it's still i think it's 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 a lot of people don't really want to have those tough conversations kind of like you and i have talked about offline and also on here before but people don't want to or this whole bitch, like you said, dealing with their own pain and issues or whatever, how past people have done. They're like, okay, well, this is somebody else who will treat me the same kind of a thing. Or it's like, or they're just like everybody else. Or it's like, well, maybe they're just being fake, so I don't need to treat them. Or maybe I don't need to let them in like I was going to. Or, But all of that internal thing without ever even having that conversation with the person. Right. It's, it's a, again, assuming and jumping to conclusions without ever saying, hey, did you say XYZ or... Hey, I heard that a conversation was had. Yeah. Or, hey, how do you really feel? You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, no, it's just, okay, well, somebody told me that, so I'm going to keep that in my mind every time I see you kind of a thing. Every time I see you, listen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when when I tell you that I feel like that is the story of my life, I, I can't, <laughs> like, over the last five years... The amount of, and I mean, can we can we truly call them friendships at the end of the day? But the amount of people who I've lost in the last five years, and I think I'm being generous with just five, but 
there are so many people that I've lost and I don't know why. Like, really. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's either assumption or third party over and over again. Assumption, third party. Assumption, third party. Because these people don't come to me. And that's the reason why I'm saying to myself at the end of the day, is it truly friendship? Because if it's, I don't know, we, we, we have to battle through our trauma if it's people that we love. Mm-hmm. I have to say that again. We have to battle through our trauma if it's people we really love. And I'm not only saying that to Brandon. I'm not only saying that to you, Misfits. I'm saying that to myself as well. We we have to be willing to fight. And I, at the end of the day, realize that all of those people were just chapters for me. Uh, but it still doesn't mean that I don't question where our friendship was the entire time if they can just vanish, you know? I've had times where I've gone on to Facebook and I get ready to tag somebody and come to find out we're not even friends on there anymore. And and we're friends in real life. So I'm like, wait. I'm like, we're friends in real life. So your way of showing me that we're done was through social media. Like, really? Like, no returning messages, nothing. I'm like, wow. That's deep. Like, like wow. And I'm thinking we're all good. Because, you know, the, the truth is, is that in real friendship, you don't have to talk every day. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know me personally. I love when I can have a connection with somebody where, you know, at least we check up on each other at least maybe once a week, if not every couple of days. But you can have a true friendship with somebody where y'all don't talk all the time completely. So, in my mind, I'm like, we good. And then out of nowhere, out of literally nowhere, you just unfriend me. Everything's gone on social media. And then I'm contacting you. Nothing. I'm like, what? Child, I've been there. <laughs> behave. I'm behave, though. <laughs> Come on, behave. <laughs> this is a healing space. Do what you need to do to heal. But because um, trust me, that's what I'm doing right now. And hopefully those of you who are listening are too. Hopefully you guys can relate to what it is we're talking about. But yeah, like uh, it's it's once again a situation where we get to transparency, where we get to communication. And it's like there should never be an outside party that can ruin a friendship. You know, even to what it was that you said, that's very true that let's say Brandon and I have been friends for five years and someone who's been my friend for eight goes back to Brandon and informs him of something that I've said. And let's say y'all have a relationship too. Um, True, you can listen to them and it can have some weight. You feel me? But it's like, yeah, so it's like, okay, well, clearly you shouldn't have a reason to be lying to me because you have an investment in both of us, you know? Uh, you are invested in both of our friendships, but still, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna go ahead and say something to Raven anyway, just in case, you know, Uh, at the very least, I want to hear it from his mouth as well. So I can have a clear understanding of the reason why I'll end this friendship, you know? Um, so yeah, like, like what you, what you were saying, as far as what I mentioned earlier with our own internal battles that we're going through at day's end, you have to be able to get to a point where you're like, true, I know what it is that I'm going through, but what will, you know, years from now, will I still be reflecting on our friendship and saying to myself, what if, will I be saying to myself, should I have let that go? You know, I really loved Brandon or I really loved Raven. This is somebody who was a good friend of mine and I let them go based of what, you know, seeds that someone else planted into my mind, you know? Uh Which in the end ended up being weeds, 
<laughs> and I let this happen because of this person. So that's what I'm saying, you know, for, for you misfits who are listening, like take the time to engage with people. Don't let it just be a thing of somebody else tearing you all apart because the truth is how close were, you know, the, the, the chains of the friendship, how, how strong were they to begin with? If somebody could snap them like a twig, pretty much. Um, (laughs) so lastly i wanted to talk about i guess kind of the liberation of the spirit which you know most people call coming out but when it comes to luther vandross which means you don't pay attention to me on social media but it's all good you know i still love you so um but yeah on uh watch what happens live with andy cohen he had patty labelle and sam smith and so, my girl, <laughs> anyway, while doing his interview with uh, the two of them, he was talking to Patty LaBelle. I forgot the exact situation he was talking. Uh, however, they ended up getting on to Luther Vandross. They were talking about um, something about I think, like Sam Smith's voice. And then I think Patty LaBelle compared it to which she should not have done. But I, th- I think she brought up Luther. <laughs> Okay. I think it's how it started. And then Andy Cohen was kind of like, well, you two were close. And so then, because they were talking about Sam Smith um, coming out or whatever. Because like, it's really is the way Andy Cohen asked the question. She kind of didn't have another way but to answer. Right. Kind of people like, so you and Luther were close. So did he struggle with coming out also? Yeah, he just said it flat out. Yeah. It, it wasn't like he beat around the bush and right. she just suddenly said it. Her. Right. Um. So she ended up speaking about it. And mm-hmm. once she did, and I didn't know until I saw other people, you know, making their comments about the comments other people were making, but it ended up becoming this really scandalous situation. And people were in an uproar because there were a lot of people who felt like it wasn't her place to quote unquote out him, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they felt like it wasn't, it wasn't her place. And that if they were friends for so many years that she should understand that you never out somebody without their permission. So I have an opinion about this, but I would ask that you go first. And if you have any thoughts on it, how do you feel? <laughs> um, I'm torn because I see both sides. So it's like I, I get that if I get what people are saying, like if he never came out himself, then it's not anybody else's business to out him. If he's no longer here to quote unquote defend himself or to confirm it or to do anything else. But then, because I was talking to another friend of mine, Andre, we were kind of like, well, he also has been dead for like 12 years now. So it's kind of like, is there almost a statute of limitations to it? Like, at what point? And it's like, okay, well, they're dead and gone. So now I can fully humanize them in a way. Like, I can fully tell the full truth of who they were and not in a negative way, but just say that he was gay and maybe this. And let it be a larger conversation about why he had to stay in the closet mm-hmm. for so many years. Not necessarily that what he was doing was wrong or shameful, but that because he felt like he couldn't be out and also, you know what I'm saying, be this great performer. Right. And then, but I also, I guess I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's because it's, it's, I think it's one thing where you hear a speculation about any celebrity all these years or celebrity is always denying it. But I think so many, and even if, him specifically, we heard like it was an open secret in Hollywood. Right. And so many other people have confirmed it, done whatever. But I think it was so, such a big deal because she's another big name who was close to him to do it. Like the other people who have quote unquote outed him over the years have all the people who necessarily weren't that close to him or people who were close to him but aren't necessarily famous. 
Right. So I think because she says it, it probably gives it some real weight and truth. And so I think that I, I'm just not certain how I feel, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, I get what people are saying that it's like because she's a close friend, she shouldn't have done that. But I'm also like, but he's also gone. Right. So I don't know. Well, the the initial argument that you made, you you and Andre almost made me stand up just now. Like I almost shouted because the, the the two of you put put the two of you said exactly what I feel in my spirit. I feel like I couldn't have said it better, honestly. Um, the way well, that you, him, we will give Andre the credit, and I appreciate him. I appreciate him. The, <laughs> the the way that he worded that, like I almost, I was like, okay, well, there's no reason for me to say how I feel, like, because that that's how I feel. I feel like it humanized him, and not only that, but if you listen to what it is that she was saying, you could see that it was something that was coming from the heart. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like she was being salacious. Like she felt like, oh, okay, no, well. No, it wasn't like, okay, well, I'm giving y'all some good tea. Like, no, it was like, okay, I'm talking about his life. And the fact that it literally was like water off her back. Like she, she talked about it as if it was natural. My whole thing is, is that that is who he was. And like you said, he's been gone for a long time. So my thing is, is that not only did people always assume it, but there's nothing wrong with it. That's my thing. I am someone, I am someone who believes that for those who are living, it is not your place to put them out, you know? That is their journey and it is their time to share their truth to liberate themselves, you know? And that's the reason why I call it a liberation of the spirit. I don't really like saying come out of the closet, but um, it's like you, you are liberating yourself. You're free, you know? And when you decide that you want to be fully free is up to you, but He's free in a totally different sense. He's free from this moral mortal coil. So it's like now that he's no longer here, why is it that I can't share his story? I'm someone who truly loved him and he loved me. And I'm not doing this out of a spiteful, nasty way. I was asked a question. I'm answering it honestly. You know, at, at what point in time do I get to tell his truth? Does it have to be 50 years from now where someone else is sharing his truth? No, I'm sharing it right now. I don't, I'm not torn at all. You know, I definitely respect that you are. I want to make that clear. But no, I'm not I'm not torn at all. Like my, my thing is, is that to, to her, that was a beautiful human being. And she's sitting there with two other gay men, you know. So she's like, OK, we're having a conversation about somebody who made a huge impact on other people. But I'm letting you know the reason why he was never uncomfortable were for these reasons. You know, his career could have ended because he had a huge population of women who loved him. And the truth is the majority of them probably already knew. So he could have said it and they still would have listened anyway. But it was something that he was worried about. So he didn't. He was old school, you know. And she respected that the entire time he was alive. He's been gone for a really long time. And this is the first time where you can publicly see that she talked about it. Why are people coming at her? It's very, very confusing to me. Um... But I also am the kind of person where I feel like a lot of times people just need something to complain about. <laughs> I feel like we I live mean, in. I, I see why they are. I definitely get that. But also to your point too, I do think like she she literally just answered the question. She didn't like share any like salacious details. It's not like oh yeah, and he, me and him used to talk about doing X Y Z activity. And right. And this one boyfriend, and they used to come over my house, and they went in the back room, and no, it wasn't. It wasn't you know like telling all his like dirty dark secrets kind of a thing. It was just like he was gay. <laughs> yeah. So he. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> and I, I want to go deeper into it, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to leave it alone. Cause then I, I, I kind of want to start talking about people who are completely comfortable in their own skin versus those who aren't, because mm-hmm. there are a good number of people who are public figures in the LGBTQ community who you would assume just because they're quote unquote out are comfortable in their skin, but that's not true. You know, you, you, you can be a, a fiery, passionate, I'm, I stand here as, you know, an openly uh, gay man or lesbian, you know, or whatever. And still at the end of the day, when you go home, you're not comfortable with who you are. So there's a whole argument that could be made that a lot of these people who are making these arguments are people who are spearheading the whole idea of self-love when they're not self-loving, they're not practicing it with themselves. So these are people who are angry because their whole thing is, is that one, it could have happened to them or they could have had horrible coming out stories, you know? So their whole thing is, is they're projecting their stories onto Patti LaBelle. And that's not healthy, you know? It's not healthy to take your story of the pain that you went through and then put it onto this situation because you don't know how Luther would have reacted. So it's not fair to take the experience that you had. And I understand. I understand. We all get to have our opinions. So I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm personally saying I'm confused by it because as someone who didn't have a painful coming out story, you know, I I liberated my I lib- I liberated my spirit after my parents asked me a question. I answered it, cried about it, and then we kept it moving, you know? Now that's not to say there haven't been different painful situations since, but I've navigated the situation in a place where I don't hold any resentment, any negative energy, but that can't be said for everyone. And I'm interested in finding out the people who are so staunchly against what it is that she did, what their stories are. Because I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that a lot of these people are probably people who didn't have the most happiest of coming out situations. And so for them, it was a personal attack. You feel me? It's like, okay, you, what you did to him, I had that done to me. And that's not fair. And in that instance, like I said, this is not judgment. It gives me a better understanding of where they're coming from. But you know me. I always I need transparency. I need answers. So it's it's not enough for me that you all attack not when I say you all don't I don't mean you, Brandon. But when you all attack Patty LaBelle, you know me, I always have to make things clear. Um I I it's 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 not a thing where people are attacking her and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, all of you are wrong. My thing is is that I need to know the answer. Like you're attacking her, but what is your basis? This was somebody that she loved and he loved her and she's simply speaking his truth. Who else is going to speak it? He can't anymore. He's gone, you know? Um, and, and so that, that's my thing. My thing is, is that at, at day's end, if you are happy with yourself and who you are, then why can't you see this as a situation where a woman is simply celebrating the fullness of who someone was, you know? He was locked in chains this entire time, you know, he's, he's left this plane of existence and he was still in chains. She's spoken his freedom. She confirmed what it is that many people have thought for years. No one cared. (laughs) It's like, okay, we all assumed it anyway. So it's like, you know, on this earth, on this plane, he now gets to be free finally. And so that's the way I took it. But I, I definitely respect if other people felt the other way. It's just. I don't know. I kind of want to know why. 
but yeah so <laughs> um <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to share about it or no i think you pretty much covered it i, I think because I, I honestly was thinking that as i was like talking though i really do wonder if it's people necessarily how they view coming out or how they view being outed or quote unquote i think i think that's more so what the conversation was a, a like you were saying, it's a more of a personal kind of a thing. And of course, that, that's what it is with any time, any hot topic or anything major happens. It's like you project or you kind of are thinking about wherever you are with your own self or your own life. Because I'm pretty sure that it's the people who are mainly more upset. Right. Or because of their own, like you're saying, their own struggles, their own issues. Right. Now, again, it does relate to the friendship topic because it's some, and some people were like, you know, if it's, she was keeping her friend's secret all that time, it the right to now reveal that secret. But I think it's all in how you view it as a secret kind of a thing. Right. Right. Because if you just view it as a part of him and not necessarily a secret, then that's different. Right. But if you view it as a secret as something to hide, then that's something, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Um, I get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Lord, the topic of friendship, we can have a part two to this. But <laughs> but uh, now it's time for good news. So, Lord knows, what is your good news this week, BHW? <laughs> I cannot with you. No, my good news, um, it's just my, I, my friends, Andre and TJ, they've really been uh, there for me this week. It's been a really strong week. I was going to have shady good news, but I changed my mind. So. <laughs> you just, come on, you better change it last minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. TJ just really for me there too my uh good friends so they've been here holding me down this week so i am thankful for the rest of my good news they're great they're amazing yay good news get it get it um my good news is that i love everyone see yes. you know real simple Talk about it. <laughs> throughout whatever it is that you guys are going through if you're listening just know i love you uh i know that there are there are a lot of struggles that we all are going through. And for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know that this year has been quite one for myself. But <laughs> but um, we get knocked down and we stand back up and we keep going. And that's where I am. I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to stay down. And I hope that you don't either. I hope that you continue to love yourself as I love you and we flow through and we're going to make it to the next week. We're going to make it to the next year because, baby, we're almost in yes. 2018. Talk about <laughs> it. We are almost there. So uh, if you want to walk with the podcast on social media, you can add us on Instagram at THS Podcast, on Twitter, underscore THS Podcast. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and YouTube. You can walk with me on social media, all across social media, with Scorpi Yogi. That's Scorpi Yogi all over social media. And where can they find you, BHW? Um, Twitter and Facebook. I mean, that's Twitter and Facebook. I was about more. to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't even use my Facebook for real, so that's why I said that. Listen, I was like, you're uh, really showing out now. Shut up. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. No more Otis. Get on my nerves. We have two more episodes before the end of the year, everybody. So we hope that you continue to walk with us. You continue to heal. You continue to love. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, we love you all until next week. Namaste. Thank you.